Welcome to the Move Local Podcast. Our mission is to connect the movers and shakers of the Dundas and Hamilton area who pride themselves on growing a healthier and more connected community. We will do this through having conversations around health, education, entrepreneurship, and much more. We want to be part of helping you move confident, move free, and move local. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Move Local podcast brought to you by The Movement. My name is Dalton, and I'm coming at you guys with another episode this week. I'm excited for my guests on the podcast this week. This is an area that I have very little knowledge in, and one of the reasons why I love this podcast is we get to connect with like awesome businesses doing really cool things, but I also get to connect with people who know a lot about a particular area that I know nothing about. So I'm super excited to be talking to Mike today. He is the owner of Display Your Way, and they are based out of Niagara, Hamilton, and Burlington, and they are doing network cabling and TV installations, and I'm super excited to learn a little bit more about Wi-Fi and networking and all the cool stuff that Mike loves to do on a daily basis. So Mike, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I've uh, really been looking forward to this. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Um, How's the day been so far? It's been good. It's been good. Uh, Like we were saying before, I always love my Mondays. Mondays are a great start to the week. They kind of set the tone from there. Um, Had a couple of consults this morning, chatting with clients uh, at their house, doing some consults for Wi-Fi boosting, Wi-Fi coverage, pretty much just helping people who work from home or just have Wi-Fi needs, helping them get it around their home so that they can actually utilize it. Yeah, I love that. And we'll dive into that stuff for sure. But before we get there, I want to hear a little bit more about like your journey into this business and maybe your your kind of upbringing in this space. Has this always been something you've been doing? Has it been your dream for a while to have Display Your Way? Like, Take me through a little bit of that. 100%, 100%. Um, so the story goes really, really far back. Uh, I used to work for a company out of Toronto, did something very, very similar. Uh, it was kind of like TV installs, network cabling, and a bit of the Wi-Fi. But while I was working there, I really saw the need in our clients for the Wi-Fi boosting and the coverage, and I really saw what we could grow this into and actually make this a service that we can offer people. Um, I'm sorry, I always get a little bit emotional when I talk about this. But I started to create a system for this company that I was working for, and I got it to a point where I could see the vision and how big it was. Um, and I took the owner of that company, um, up to the top of the CN tower because I couldn't get it across to him just how big this was going to be. And again, I apologize. I always get a little emotional about this. Um, I took him to the edge of the CN tower and I said, if you see where every single one of those lights are, that's where I want my service to be. I want this to be everywhere. I want this to cover everything. And that's how big I want this. Um, we didn't see eye to eye. So since then... Uh, I joined forces with one of my best friends and we started Display Your Way and we pretty much started our journey from then a few days afterwards. I saw that we didn't see eye to eye and I stopped that, quit that and I started my own company. Wow. I appreciate you sharing that. That's yeah. a, that's a, yeah, that's a big move. I could imagine like, and I can tell obviously there's no camera here, but like, you know, you're obviously very like emotional and it's obviously a passion of yours. And I think one of the reasons that I really wanted to talk to you was because I immediately like saw that passion for what you're doing. And, um, someone who runs a business that is very passionate about what I do in my space and our team does in our space. I get attracted to people who are displaying that same kind of passion in their industry. And that's really what drew me to, um, want to talk to you. And obviously I didn't have any idea about that whole story that you just told me, but I'd be curious to ask you a question on that. Like to make the decision after you 
proposed this to your former boss about your idea and your vision and obviously it, them not see eye to eye and now you to be like, all right, I'm done. I'm stepping away. Like that's a big decision. Like how was that whole process to like be like, okay, I know that I want to go in one direction. I don't have that opportunity to go in that direction here. I'm going to take this step. Like take me through that. For sure. For sure. And, uh, so again, it was, um, I was insanely passionate about this. I saw, once we started to do this, just how much it actually changed people and how they were able to utilize their Wi-Fi, which may sound silly, but going forwards, we have Wi-Fi in everything. Like we have Wi-Fi dishwashers, we have Wi-Fi curtains, we have Wi-Fi doorbells, everything's Wi-Fi. So if you don't actually have that connection, the things that you rely on, you can't use anymore. So I started to see almost instantly once we started doing this and we started experimenting with it, this was at the past company, that I was like, there's something here. We really need to be honing in on this and trying to give this to people. And I started becoming insanely passionate about this. I, I didn't do this before. I just kind of stumbled into it through this role. And I was like, there is really, really something here. I didn't feel that same level of passion from the last place that I was working at. And that's why I kind of had that last hoorah. Obviously, there were several meetings, several discussions, several sit downs. And I was just like, it's just not getting through to him. So I had to do that big, you know, grand gesture. Uh, meet me at the CN Tower. We did that. And then I didn't feel that same passion back. That was kind of my last, like, are you in with me? Because this is how big this is going to be. Um, once that didn't work, I knew this wasn't going to work with this person. I need to work with people who are passionate about this. And I need to do this on my own. Because like I can't get somebody else to be passionate. They either are or they aren't. And I could tell that he wasn't. So it was a few days after that, I decided uh, it was done. And then I consulted with my best friend who also happened to work at this company. He's a childhood best friend. He's a really, really smart guy, John. If you ever meet him, he's like the stereotypical. Oh, uh, yeah. If you think IT guy, that's my best friend, John. He I've is, met John. Oh, yeah. So you, you have know, met John. When you, have you guys met came John. to my house yes. to, do, to do my TV. And I, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because that's exactly what I pictured. This guy was a master. Like watching he's a him, master. Watching him work, I was like, this guy's in the zone. He's doing like, he was like flipping his like, his, his, his like, drill tools and, and his yeah, tools. Man. And I'm like, this dude knows what's up. And that's why I was like, he's passionate, right? And um, we, we both saw this, this vision. Uh, we invested about $2,000 each, not even that much. And we started our own company. We started with, I knew the TV game really well. TV installs, home theater, all of that. So I looked at it and I said, to get back to where I was with this last company, with the network cabling and the Wi-Fi, it was going to take a lot of, capital uh we were going to need things like website proper marketing budget pretty much some of the structure of a real business and also the tools of a contracting business and a construction business so that we could complete these jobs so we started with two thousand dollars each we invested that into the company and then from there we started doing tv installs drumming up capital and just bootstrapped it 100% since then. Haven't put a single penny back into it. I even used the company to pay for my gas, like pay for meals every now and then. Like it has 100% been bootstrapped since then, just because I knew that this was such a good proof of concept that I was like, this is all I need. This is all I need is the initial $2,000. And then I just kept slowly snowballing it, snowballing it, snowballing it. First year, we did just TV installs. And at the end of the first year, some dude just came in through our site and he was like, hey, do you guys do network cabling? Because I see that you offer like wire management and everything for the TVs. And it was like, yeah, we do. And it was the sign that after the first year, this dude came through and like, look, I might not be the most religious person, but I'm extremely spiritual. And I saw that as the universe almost just being like, you're ready. 
you're ready to take the next step. And that was at the very end of the first year of running the business. And then we did that job and then we fully leaned into the network cabling. And then year two, which this year we're almost at the end of, so about a year ago now is when we took that first networking job. We've gone through, mastered the network cabling, started to create a big client base. We've been working that like crazy. And now this last couple of months, I felt that we were ready to then move into the Wi-Fi part, which is the whole reason why I made this business. Because just like last time, people started being like, oh, well, now since you're running these cables, what about my Wi-Fi? And again, it was the same thing. It was like the universe being like, now you're ready. You're ready for this next step. And we're just about to go into year three and we're full-fledged into the Wi-Fi, trying to help people out with that, educate people on it. And I try and offer as much free advice as I can because it's a really, really confusing space. And if I can just help a few people understand it a little bit better, sometimes they can utilize what they already have and just improve it. They might not be utilizing it properly. Um, but I try to educate as much as possible and then where I can come in, provide free Wi-Fi assessments and then help people from there. Because sometimes even with my free Wi-Fi assessments, I come into people's houses and I'll be like, oh, just do X, Y, Z. You don't even need to hire me. And yeah. then that's going to fix it or this is going to help you out. They try it and they give me a text or a call back. And they're like, you're right. That worked. And I'm like, fantastic. But now I know that three, four years down the line when that isn't good enough, they're probably going to call me again for more info, more help, or maybe they might actually want my service. Yeah, man, there's a lot there that I want to unpack, but I think like the first thing for, for people who aren't business owners and, and people who are to, to hear you say like, you know, investing, you know, what, four grand into your company. That was it. And then bootstrapping a company from the ground up and developing a business over two years to put yourself in a position to do what you're doing now. Like that is hard. It's like, my full-time job. I don't do anything else, and so I haven't since the day I started. That goes into that, and to have the, um, I want to say, like, the courage and the perseverance to, like, jump into that full bore with, like, no other option, it, it's, like, it's like a cliche entrepreneurship story, but it is the reason why people like you and entrepreneurs exist is because, like, that is so hard, and so many people will not understand or know what is been done to this point to get you there but I think that that's really cool and what I really like is like you clearly have a passion but also like a vision for where you want to go and you're taking the steps to get to the vision so like hanging you know TVs and doing like that home theater system which you do a great job of you came to my house you put mine up because God knows I wasn't going to hang that thing up there and you crushed it but that's not Thank even you. that's not even what you want to be doing per se you know you want to get to what we were just talking about with the wi-fi and the networking so to have the vision to like take the steps to get there and then I think there's always I'm, I'm with you like I think there's the universe God whatever you want to call it like puts things in your way and you have to open that door or you either don't and if you open the door and you walk through you are open to a whole you know new set of opportunities and you know you're taking the step into those but you've also worked really hard to put yourself in a position to even have those doors be displayed so I think that that's super awesome um, and I want to dive into the Wi-Fi thing and the networking thing because that is something that I have no idea and I was thinking as you're talking I'm like man the thing that drives this place bonkers is like if that Wi-Fi goes down, it's game over. Like it's it's literally like hundred percent. It's like madness in here. So I, then that's going to be like everywhere, whether you're at home, other businesses, whatever it is. So maybe like I don't know where the best place to start on this is, but like, do we start with like what Wi-Fi is and then like what networking is and what you do from that perspective, or like where do you think we should go with it? Of course, um, I'll, I'll start here because I, I never ever uh, a big thing that I try to avoid is going into 
uh, technical aspects of anything. Because the second I start to talk technical aspects, I lose 99% of people. I'm like, I may as well be talking a different language. So I've thought about this a lot and I've tried to figure out some of the best analogies for it. And one of the easiest ways to explain Wi-Fi and almost everyone has seen this happen before, so it's relatively easy to understand. But if you throw a rock in the pond, body of water, you know, and it's flat, you're going to see ripples come off of that rock. The first ripples that come off of that rock are obviously going to be the strongest. And the farther away you get from that rock where it landed in the water, those ripples are going to be quite small. The problem right now, and this is why the majority of people have a problem with their Wi-Fi, is if you call Bell, Rogers, Kojiko, whoever, they're just going to say, make the rock bigger, meaning just turn the speed up. And all that's doing is you're still stuck with the same underlying problem. Because a lot of the time, if you go to 90% of houses plus, you go look for the modem router, it's tucked away in the corner of their basement on the opposite section of where you would actually use your Wi-Fi. It's nowhere near your bedroom. It's usually nowhere near your living room. You know, you normally also can't get it outside in all these areas. So you've got to think that from that point where your modem router is, there's ripples coming out of it. And the ones closest to it are going to be the strongest and the farther and farther away, it's going to get weaker. But if you call Bell, Kojiko Rogers or any of them, they're just going to say, oh, your speed's too slow. Crank up the speed. You still have that same modem router in the exact same spot. All they've done is throw a bigger rock in the water. So the initial ripples off that bigger rock, because they've given you faster speeds or upsold you on these faster speeds, they're just throwing a bigger rock in and now it's making a slightly bigger ripple. So obviously, because it's going to start a little, a little bit bigger, faster. it's going to go a little bit farther, but you've still got the same underlying problem. What I instead do is I go into people's homes and I look at where you use Wi-Fi the most. And instead of worrying about that device in the corner, dark corner of your basement, I usually put access points which are directional. So that way I can actually point them in the direction of the home. I like to put one on the ceiling on the second floor pointing down. So it's almost like an umbrella that covers the entire house. And then one at the bottom of the house pointing up. So it's like almost an opposite umbrella going up and then it sandwiches everything in between. So my solution is instead of just increasing the size of the rock, I put more rocks in the pond. So instead of saying just throw a bigger rock, I say let's throw three in these different locations. Right. So now you've got, oh, your upstairs has got a point where a rock's landed, you know, right at your living room or your home office on the main floor. You know, you've got a new rock landing there and then maybe still, sure, the one in the basement. But the difference is, is now the places where you need it the most is where you've actually got it instead of having that be so far away from it. So instead of just saying, oh, throw a bigger rock in the pond, it's why don't we throw three instead of just one? And a lot of the times by doing this, people can actually lower the speed that they have because, you know, right. like you look because at, because they're like, oh, wow, I'm crushing it now. You're crushing yeah. it because if you look at like Bell five and all of this, they're offering like one gigabit, like these crazy speeds. But if you're just using Netflix, Zoom, you know, on your phone for Instagram and Facebook, like you don't need those speeds. You're not like crypting, like mining crypto. You're not like, you don't have this crazy server farm that you're running out of your house. The underlying problem most of the time is how it's spread around your home, not the speeds actually coming into the home. Because if you have like 250 to 300 megabit, that's usually more than enough for 4K streaming, Zoom calls, Instagram, Facebook, all these things that we would normally use. But we've just been told slightly something different where it's, oh, you want the fastest speeds, you want these crazy speeds. But a lot of the big companies, they don't want to fix the problem, which is running these wires through the house, installing all of these devices. Because you've got to think there's millions, 
maybe billions of homes if you look at all of North America and they don't want to go into each and every single one and rewire everything. They well, just yeah, say, oh, crank the speed well, up. Well, why would they when they can just put it there then they can crank, say crank the speed up and just upsell you on a bunch of speed. And they can get an extra $100 a month from you yeah. because they're just saying, oh, get faster speed. There you go. You know, this package is $200 a month. And then you go, oh, okay, I guess that is what it is. And then yeah, you just I mean, accept I it. I wouldn't know. Yeah. And then that's the problem though. And that's why I'm trying to do so much educating and I've been trying to film a lot of videos and I'm putting them on our social medias. Um, I started making a YouTube and I really want to upload to that more because I feel like the problem is, is that people don't know this. They don't understand that it's not necessarily speed is the issue anymore because we're getting to a point where, okay, great, we've got fiber, but what are you even using it for? Right? Like the majority of people don't even need this. It's just how we're getting it around our home. And once people understand that they're like, oh, I get it. This all clicks. And then they instantly understand why it's not good, why they're not getting it in their home office. And you can usually do, I, I say people, I say to people that the in-between between my service and what you currently have is mesh pods or extenders. Right. And you can normally find them on Amazon, different places. I say, try that because that's kind of the in-between step. And then if that doesn't work, my service is kind of that next step because I offer low grade enterprise because residential Wi-Fi is usually a few years behind. And again, I don't want to get too, too much into the technical, but if you think about it, enterprise is small to medium sized businesses. These are warehouses. These are office buildings. These are stores. If they don't have Wi-Fi, they're not making money. Yeah. So all of this tech is at the forefront of where we are and it's a lot more bulletproof and rock solid than just regular residential stuff. So I go to enterprise grade quality, like uh, tech access points. I just go down the list and I pretty much get the lowest grade one and I'm putting those in people's homes. So we skip over residential, we go right into enterprise and overnight they're able to see a difference in Wi-Fi. The amount of people that the second we put this in their home, they're like, how did I live without this before? Because right. they can do everything everywhere. They can even go outside. I've had people where we put some of them like outside or near the back of the home. And then in the summer, they go out around their pool or their gazebo and they work from home. They take Zoom calls where before they couldn't even imagine doing that. Yeah, that's that's so interesting. And it makes it makes a lot of sense as you sit here and explain that and using the like ripple analogy and all that. I think that's like amazing. And I could see how that would be game changing for people who figure this out because not only like are you providing them with now a better connection but you're also saving them money because sure they're paying you to like do this and install this but once you install it it's a one-time setup you're good right and like and then you're saving them i would imagine you're just saving a monthly cost because if you're not having the highest speeds because why do you need it if you're just utilizing what you have like it, it's a win-win <laughs> it's a win-win all around for exactly. for people and i think it makes sense with like the move to work from home being such a big thing now from COVID, like yep. there are so many people that need to have a trusted internet connection to be able to work and work effectively and, and deliver on things. And if you're not able to do that, that's a big impact, especially if you own your own business, but then also if you're working for another company and like, you're not able to do the thing, like there's a lot of importance there as well. So they're going to be like, yo man, come back to work. Your internet sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And then you're going to start commuting again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to commute. So exactly. better call Mike. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. I think that's awesome. Cause like, again, I think the education piece is huge and I think as much as we're in totally separate like realms of business, I think there's a lot of parallels because I feel like what I do on a daily basis as a, as a clinician is very much educate people about their injuries and their body and pain and how we are able to manage those things. And I think a common issue that I often see is 
people um, will find a way to reduce symptoms or mask pain or have that be calmed down, but then they don't do anything to improve their situation. So they don't do anything to improve their tissue tolerance, we call it, or get stronger or, de- or develop or move forward with things. And then they go back and they do that exact same activity and they just flare themselves back up. So we're not really identifying, like we're not identifying the root cause and we're not we're not building a plan for the root cause. We're just kind of like reducing the symptoms, Hmm. which is kind of similar to like, you know, what you're saying is like, sure, you can boost the speed up and you're going to be like, get a little bit of an improvement. And maybe you're thinking like, Oh, I'm there. But then you go to try to execute something that you really need a lot of Wi-Fi for. And it's not, it's not there. Very similar to like, you know, you reduce your pain by, you know, maybe doing some passive modalities, but then you try to go back and run, but you haven't done anything to improve your ability to run. And then you reflare your pain up and now you're back in the same spot. And a big gap um, to fill as clinician in your case is like education and then a plan as to how we go from where you are, whether that's your shitty Wi-Fi connection or your injured ankle to where we want to get to, which is really good Wi-Fi, good network experience. And then let's say running in my case. So I think there's an interesting parallels there to like what, what we do. And I think it, it, it makes sense that like you leaning into what you're doing is, is going to get you to where you want to go with your vision. I can see it. Uh, I, I always like, you know, cross my fingers and I try my best to get there. Um, you know, like, but uh, it, even like you were saying, like with the parallels, it's once you have that education moment with someone and if you can educate them, and then what you educate them on or tell them about, they then actually see happening. Like in your case, if you're like, oh, well, you know, if you just cut some corners and you do this, you're probably gonna feel the pain again. And then maybe after two, three weeks, they cut some corners, they do that same thing, or they go running without doing the proper stretching. And "Ah." And then it happens and they're like, oh, Dalton was right. Maybe I should actually, he actually knows what he's talking about, but you have to have that education moment sometimes for them to have the aha. Mm. Because unless someone has that aha moment on their own, it's hard to, have a conversation, bring them up to speed with what they need to be doing, or, or even in your case, like bring them through the, you know, the different therapies or the, or the different courses that they need to be doing so that they can get back to normal and not feeling any pain. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe take me through like, what are some, what are some, uh, like some of the examples of people that you've worked with in this area of like the Wi-Fi, the networking, like what we just talked about, like obviously like going to residential places, are you doing like small businesses? Like what are there examples you have of who you've helped along the way from that standpoint? Yeah, so we usually do about a 70-30 split, about 70% residential, 30% commercial. Um, That just happens to be how my kind of client base comes in right now. Um, Standard for the, you know, Hamilton, Burlington region, I see it all the time, Uh, townhome. um, They're normally long and tall, and you've got the modem router in the basement, and usually more often than not, because it's long and tall, there's no spare rooms or anything on the main floor. The basement's usually unfinished, so nobody's down there. So the home office almost always ends up being top. on the very top floor, exact opposite of where the internet's coming in from. So very, very common um, thing that we see that we come in and we fix very often is a townhome. And again, it's all over Hamilton and Burlington. You see them everywhere. Motor motors in the basement, whether it be the front or the back of the house, and then someone's working from home on the top floor and they pretty much can't do it. They've got this office that they've spent all this time building up and everything, but if they wanna take a Zoom call, they're stuck doing it on their kitchen dining room table because it's like the only spot where they can actually get a solid connection from. So in that case, 
run a line up to the top floor, get an access point plugged in, and almost instantly they're like, oh, how did I live without this before? Because now we're giving them a Wi-Fi connection that's directly linked into their root. So it's got a hardwire connection and I call the route where everything comes into your house. The route is like your modem router, you've got to think where the line comes into your home and plugs in. That's just like a root of a tree, it all has to start somewhere. Almost like you could think like an electrical panel. All of your electrical starts somewhere and then goes around the rest of your home. So we just run a line down to the route, get that tapped in, put it up in the top floor and give them an access point. And again, they're almost instantly seeing a difference because whereas before they had to go down to the basement or sit on their kitchen or dining room table just to work and they can actually get back to using their office get that space back close the door if they need to you know get the silence that they need because like especially during the pandemic we all had it you know taking zoom calls at a kitchen or dining room table with your whole family around you it's hard to do it's yeah. hard to focus Chaos. and it also doesn't look super professional especially when you've got a client that maybe you've got a big client that you're trying to sell this huge package to or something and you've got like your family running around it just it, the two don't correlate you know so it's it's you kind of need to have that privacy and that um professional space but i've seen so many people set up this professional space during the pandemic and then they can't actually use it like they could maybe do spreadsheets stuff they don't really need the internet for but us coming in, we're able to fix that for them and, and get them back to using their space how they should. Yeah, no, I love that. It makes sense. And it can definitely, it solves a big problem that people struggle with, right? And I mean, when you're talking about the townhouse setup, it's like exactly how my house is set up. Like our office is on the top floor, our Wi-Fi is at the very bottom. You're not the only one. Yeah, like, no, Everybody has the exact same yeah, setup. Yeah. Um, what about from a commercial standpoint? So from a commercial standpoint, again, we do enterprise grade access points. Um, for small to medium businesses, our usual solution works. Uh, all we do is we just scale it up. So instead of one or two access points, we're normally adding, you know, three, four, maybe even more at, you know, vital areas of the business. And then it's spread out from there. Um, we've also done Cisco setups, which is very high grade enterprise. Um, this is usually for really big corp. Like we did the Ford dealership down in Niagara Falls. Um, that was a really cool one because nice. we got to work overnight. Um, like me and the guys, we got to go in, do it overnight. We got some scissor lifts in because it's a huge building. Um, we put some access points outside as well as some inside the building. So we've got some of them around, if you can think of like a car dealership, when you walk in, they've kind of got, you know, the front um, assistant usually. You know, she's like, oh, who are you talking to? And then you've got a couple of sales offices normally peppered around there. So we've got access points in the main building. We've got outdoor access points outside. So that way, any of the techs or any of the salespeople can still use their tablets, their phones anywhere while they're in the dealership so that they can access inventory. They can make sales. They can drum quotes up because the last thing you want to do is you know, you're showing a client a car, you try and drum them a quote up and they're it like, oh, what's work. it cost with this trim level? And it doesn't work and it's all sketch. And then you're like, oh, we got to go back inside. And then it doesn't look That good. whole experience is just like- It's broken. Yeah. So um, we did that. There was also, they had a small used uh, kind of car section, which was a separate building, same lot. We gave them an access point there. And then we did a few more in the back because they're techs in the back. So this was the Ford techs because they have like their own mechanic shop back there where they do all of the work. All of their devices run off Wi-Fi. Almost everything that they have back there ran off Wi-Fi. And we went back there when we first did the consult and one of the techs just like ran this really long Amazon patch cable that 
truthfully wasn't even that good to just like a standard modem router that he bought off Best Buy because none of the techs could, could use, use any of the equipment back there. And they just made this like hacky solution so that they could yeah. get something. Uh, and again, we came in access points and vital areas around the business, outside sales, tech, and then the used car. Um, they haven't called us back since. So yeah. normally if that I don't tech, get a call back, it works. That text probably like, thank God yeah. <laughs> this guy came. Because it's like everything they do, diagnostics, reports, it's all online. And if they can't get access to that, they can't work. So it was a, it was a huge improvement for them. That's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I would love to hear. So like you obviously started off this conversation by talking about like this vision that you had and this opportunity that you presented and then you moved away and now you're doing your thing. And you know, I think it's that said you're like two years into yes. the business and yeah. you, I'm, I would imagine that this vision is still well in your mind and on a board or written down somewhere, but like what, what does that look like? Like, how is that going to continue to show itself with what you're doing with Display Your Way? For sure. So, um, like, right now, it's I want to move as much as I can into uh, educating around the Wi-Fi space and then offering smart solutions for people so that they can actually improve their Wi-Fi in their home or their business. Uh, and my whole goal and what I want to continue to work on is I want to try and get the end price of that as low as physically possible. And I continually work on it. I'm always in spreadsheets trying to figure out, like, how can we cut these costs? How can we be more efficient with this job? What can we do here to really cut things down? Because once I start to make not only an improvement in people's lives with the Wi-Fi, but create packages that can give them that improvement that anyone and everyone can digest, that's when I think this is going to be like I said at the beginning, where it's in every house. It's it's when you're up in that CN Tower and you're looking and you see every light at night, it's in all those houses. But I need to get it to a point where it is pretty much the perfect price point where anyone and everyone, once they hear the education aspect and they're like, oh, it makes perfect sense. Let's move to the next step. And then I tell them the price. I want them to be like, that makes 100% sense. Let's move forward and do it. Mm -hmm. Because right now, obviously, it's still something that is a bit costly. I've, I've, I started this new package where we're doing you know, buy one access point, get the second free. Offering it for the second access point is completely free. It's $250 off. And I'm trying to make that package $1,500 plus tax all in for everything. Wiring, setup, installation, all of it. But even then, I'm trying to get that price down as low as I can. And I know $1,500 is still going to scare some people off right off the bat. So I'm trying to figure out what can I do to continually bring that down so that I can get this to as many people as possible. Um, now that we're at the point where people are seriously interested in it, I'm able to, you know, run different scenarios and figure out, okay, can we cut $100 off this one? How can we cut $50 off this one? Um, it's getting my team more efficient. It's getting me more efficient and obviously putting systems in place so that I can continuously get that price down. But I know if I can get it to something where it's under $1,000, it'd be almost a no-brainer for anybody. They'd be like, oh, no duh, why wouldn't I do this, right? 100%. Yeah. No, it's crazy to think because like even if you think about the price point now, it's like if you saw how much money people are saving by switching over to what you're doing, it's like at the end of the year, if you take that and compare it to like the $1,500 you're charging, it's like you're spending that anyways. It'd be like you, you should just sit down and just show them like, hey, here's what you're going to spend over the next 10 years <laughs> if you continue to utilize this service this way. And like, here's what how much like roughly I can save you by doing this. It's like if I saw that and, and I was like, that makes sense. Like 
hundred percent. Because I think like that's part of it. Like people don't. It's saving the money. People don't really realize. Like I didn't realize that. Most people won't realize that. And then they see a big number like fifteen hundred dollars, and they're like, mm. but then when you really break it down, in the long like, shot, you do save money with it. Hundred percent. You have to based off what you're saying in the in the long run, or you can keep paying that off. Like, like if they in, want the speeds, they can keep the speeds. It's fine. Totally. You know? It's interesting to me, but I think that that's like, I think when it comes to like something at a vision that you have where you're like, I want this to be everywhere. It's like, in order to do that, you need to scale in order to scale. You have to be efficient in order to be efficient. You have to have systems in order to have systems. You have to, you know, create those and go out with your team and, and try to figure out where can I cut, cut costs as much as I can to make it at that scale. So yep. it makes sense that you, if that's your vision, like that's what you got to get, get yep. going on. But I love it. And it's, you know, it's, it's, uh, doing the dirty work right now like being in the attics running the lines yeah, being in the crawl Instagram spaces the other day. yeah I, I post it all the time because yeah. i want people to see like oh wow this is like what they do this is where they're going but it's being each time i go into the attic i'm always thinking to myself like okay how could next time i make this faster and then how could i make this someone else instead of me be doing this faster as well like what could we be doing not necessarily cutting corners but is there a tool that we could have is there something that we could be doing is right. there a communication that we could have with it what if we had four guys instead of three guys on this crew would it have been faster because right. the second i can get the speed really efficient and then the price really efficient again i that, I, I almost see it as a no-brainer that's how you scale right and like yeah I think you being on the ground floor now learning all that stuff is like what needs to happen in order to be able to be like okay this is what this is the way we do it this is what we need now let's like multiply this exactly and then you just yeah like just lean into it super hard uh inject some cash into it and then yeah scale it up from there but i want to get those systems in place so that then when we're ready it's like we could just scale up i love it um i have some rapid fire questions for you but before we go to that is there anything else you want to you want to hit on that we didn't cover that you want to get out there uh, honestly, we, we've talked about, um, a lot of really, really good stuff. You had some really, really good questions. Um, honestly, no, I've, I'm, I'm excited for the rapid fire questions. Right. Now remind <laughs> me, are you from Hamilton area? Like where, where did you grow up? You grew up in Hamilton? So I grew up in Niagara, St. Catharines. I was St. Catharines born, uh, moved up to Toronto for school, went to college there, something kind of related, but unrelated. I'm originally a video game designer and programmer. So that's what I went to school for was I made video games. Um, then out of college, did that as a hobby, got into this industry because I needed a job, <laughs> I needed money. And that's kind of the job that I got. And then, uh, working there, I was up in Toronto. I started to really see the potential for this here. It's almost like, again, it just kind of naturally fell into our lap because people were like, I got a problem with Wi-Fi. Is this something you can fix? Started finding some solutions. Um, and then once I realized that that wasn't going forwards up in Toronto, um, moved back down to St. Catharines to start the business. That's where I was from. I always actually wanted to move back down to Niagara. I love Niagara. I love the Hamilton region. Nothing against Toronto. I just like the community that we have down here. It's yeah. a little bit different. Um, moved down here and uh, we started the company January 1st, 2022. So we're almost on our second year up moving into our third year. Okay. So you spend some time obviously in the Hamilton Burlington region. All the time. Okay. I, I like live on the QEW and I'm always between like Oakville, Burlington, Hamilton, like pretty much every day, man. Okay. Yeah. So if I, I'm going to ask you some rapid fire questions about like, what would be your favorite, one of your favorite local restaurants? Yes. So, um, you might not like the answer, but I'm a little commercial. Me and the guys, we love Sunset Grill. 
Uh, oh, I know yeah. this might sound weird, but nice I love breakfast food, man. Me too. Um, dude, you don't have to explain <laughs> it to me. I love breakfast food. And um, if you want to find us and you can't find us online, just go to a Sunset Grill. We're probably there. Uh, in between jobs, before jobs, on lunches. I love it because me and the guys, we all go sit down, get some food, get coffee back into us. And it's it's good protein a lot of the time. Like, look, I know it's not the best, but how I see it, it's like it's, it's decent protein, you know, decent carbs. You can only get some fruit and then we're back at it. Oh, yeah, man. It's great. Yeah. I will tell you this, okay? I If you're in Burlington, and I, I don't know, you probably, you might know this, but JC Bagel. I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that place. Me and my girlfriend go there all the Dude, time. They have the best bagel breakfast sandwich you will ever have. So. You can get it loaded like as like tall uh, as this coffee cup. So it's crazy. It's all I ever think about on most days. So if anyone's listening and hasn't tried JC Bagel, you should try it. But I'm here for the breakfast food. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. JC Bagel is awesome, yeah, man. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> awesome. My girlfriend, she lives right off Walker's line. And I'm not going to lie, if I'm over there, that's... We usually, it's like Sunset or JC Bagels. I'm not yeah, going to lie. It's a no-brainer. 100%. Um, okay. What would be your favorite local brewery? Ooh, local brewery. And um, it could be like, I know there's some really good breweries out like Niagara region, yes. Grimsby, Beamsville, yeah. that area. So it can be that way. It doesn't necessarily have to be here. If you have um, there is a, a bit of a, a, a smaller brewery, um, but we followed them for a really long time. Uh, shout out to Farmer's Creed Brewery. Um, I really like those guys and I like what they stand for. They've kind of got like a, a blue collar attitude to it and they really kind of cater towards like blue collar guys. And that's like very much in their imaging, who they follow. Like even if you just go on their Instagram and you're like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. But it's called Farmer's Creed. Um, one of the reasons too is they were one of the first people who followed us on Instagram and they've supported us ever since. So because of that, I will always support them. And like, even if I'm not necessarily out there buying the beer every weekend, I'll tell as many people as I can. Cause those initial people that come in to your business, when you just start out and they just start following you and they're liking your stuff, they're coming, like those are the people you've got to cherish and you've got to hold on to them like gold. Yeah. So yeah. no, they're, they're really good guys over there at Farmers where, Creek. Where is that? Uh, that's down in Niagara. Nice. That's down in Niagara. Cool. I actually, so bad with no it's all good is. that's good I people, can can pull it up. people can find them on okay Instagram. i was curious because i'm gonna i'm gonna look into them yeah um what is like one of your favorite ways to to stay active uh so i have a home gym um i'm one of those weirdos where i like to be at home when i work out uh, and one of the reasons is i'm a little social and i find that if i go out or if i like go to the gym because my time is very finite being a business owner um that i might only have like exactly an hour or exactly an hour and a half to work out and if i go to the gym i have to take 10 minutes there 10 minutes back i'm changing there and even if i talk to anybody there like you know you make some friends and everything if i break it all down i might only actually be working out for like 30 40 minutes out of that hour and a half that i have chunked out so i really like I, i've made kind of a home gym for myself um i'd love to add more to it and one of our, our guys that actually works with us, Liam, I love having him around because he's super, super big into working out. And yeah. he's always like, hey, man, you're hitting legs today. And I'm like, well, no, I feel like I should. So <laughs> he's really good motivation, too. But having the home gym helps because if I have an hour and a half that I can chunk out of my day for working out, I can actually utilize that whole hour and a half yeah. because it's just me in my space the music and i usually try and keep a tally sheet of everything that i'm doing so that i can see oh if i've got this much time this is what i should be expecting as an output um but 
me personally having that home gym is crucial it like helps me find my zen it's almost like a bit of meditation in a way because i can like put my headphones in kind of forget about the whole because no one's there like i can forget about the whole world and i can just focus on that workout or if something's been bothering me that day or if i need to like work through something for the business that's usually a time where i can do it because it's again it's like 100 percent just the workout just me and i can usually just focus on that love it that's yeah. awesome yeah, it's great to have that like moment of zen for you. Yeah, man. I found some of the craziest moments of zen ever. And like I remember um this is back when I still like when I first first started this, I didn't even have my own apartment. Like literally that's how much I was like I put everything into this. Um I was living at my dad's and I had my home gym set out set up in the backyard. I would just work out outside because he had nowhere to put it. And I'd like throw a tarp over all my stuff when I'd stop <laughs> working out. Like it was ghetto. I I'm not it. even trying to say it's not. I love it. Um, but this is when I first, first really, really got into it. And it wasn't even a lot of weight. I remember it's because I, I used to be really, really, really skinny, scrawny dude. And then I was like, you know, what? I want to change my life. And it was like the whole thing. It worked in with the entrepreneurship. But I remember it was the first time. And it's not even a lot of weight. Every time I tell these people and they're like, it's not even that much weight. I had 200 pounds racked up in a deadlift. I've never done this much before. And it was like when I went and I lifted that and I'd never done it before. It's almost like I had this moment of silence and like all time stopped. And like something told me, you can't do this. And I remember yelling back, yes, I can. And I pounded out eight of them in reps. Let's go. But it was like after I've chased that high yeah. every single day since then. And like every now and then I have like a good you, moment. You but I it. chase that high every yeah. day, man. That's cool. <laughs> I love that story. I'm, a, I'm obviously I'm big into working out and all that stuff. So that makes me happy to hear. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I follow a lot of your stuff and I can tell that you are, man. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. Um, okay. Last question that I that I like to ask everyone is um, what does move local mean to you? Like not what you think I want to hear, but what does that mean to you when you hear that? Uh, so when I hear it, and truthfully, I saw this question, you, you told me you were going to ask this. I was listening to your podcast and I was really trying to figure out what that is. And I think it's individuals and businesses who are local to this area, who are not just offering a service, but they're an actual asset in this community. So it's, it's not necessarily just selling a cup of coffee. It's selling the cup of coffee, being a core asset in that community. And that helps people actually move forward because the more that you're an asset, it's like you, you become a core vital part of that community. You're not just necessarily like the Timmy's on the corner. You're like the coffee shop on the corner. And I personally see, I would love to be something like this where I could be an asset in the community where it's like, oh, you have any issues with Wi-Fi or anything like this? It's like, this is the guy. And when you can be the person for something, that's kind of how I see it is it's being an actual asset instead of just like, oh, I offer service or, oh, I, you know, this is just my job. And you can usually see it with how passionate people are. And again, like listening back to your podcast, I can hear it from all the other entrepreneurs and business owners. They're all passionate about what they do. So usually what follows with that is they end up becoming an asset in that thing that they do as well for the community, whatever that may be, whether it's like mortgages or like a donut shop. If you have that passion and care, you end up just kind of building it around that. Yeah, for sure. I love that. That's such a good answer. And I would like to add on to it because I think on top of like the asset thing, it's not only are you becoming an asset, but your help, your, your mission driven and your help, you're helping to transform people. So when I think of a lot of people that I've had a conversation on this podcast with, they are transforming people's lives or experiences through their product or their service. So yeah. you know, when I go and grab a cup of coffee from domestique or I go grab a cup of coffee from detour, like, I'm getting good coffee, but 
I'm also getting a transformation or an experience from them that's very unique and they take that seriously. And a lot of times people, when you're not in business or not thinking about branding or not thinking about marketing all the time, like you miss out on that a little bit, but those things are very much intentionally put into businesses that really care about their people's experience and they do that very often to make sure that people are having this type of transformation. And I think like, I feel the same thing with the way that you're talking about, you know, what you're doing is like, you know, yes, you're trying to build your business and make money so that you can live and you can help more people and you can get Wi-Fi and, and you're networking all over the place. But I can imagine probably some of the most fulfilling moments for you is when you get that feedback from that mom who has been trying to get good internet connection so she doesn't have to do zoom calls at her kitchen table and she can do them in peace in her office and you set up this installation for her and she finally has that opportunity and she is immensely grateful for you putting that situation into her life like that is what you're selling right and that's the asset and that's the transformation you're making so i think that is also a very common thing that i see with people who quite honestly have very successful businesses but also who are like mission driven and a lot of those people i've spoke to this on this on this podcast are are that way so i I think that is also on top of what you said something that's very a very uh common thing i see with a lot of people and it's it's nice to get that feedback like don't get me wrong like after a full day or two of working and like running through somebody's attic something filled with asbestos don't worry we all take safety precautions we've all got like proper masks and everything the whole crew does um but it's like, yeah, like it feels good, like going home, like, yeah, I did that. That was great. But like just the other day, I won't name names of anybody, but we had this one client, same thing that I said before. He had his, uh, it wasn't a town home. It was a fully detached home. Uh, it was down in Niagara. He worked from home and he had an office in the opposite corner of his house from where his motor motor was. He barely worked from home. He could barely take Zoom calls, do all of this. We installed an access point in his ceiling. A couple of days later, I got a text from him. He was like, work from home all day he sent me a text like with a speed test and everything it's like everything's working awesome and it's like that was a lot more rewarding than just because it's like he sees it he's now living it he's experiencing it and because of something that we've done that's going to change how he uses his home for the rest of his life or at least as long as he lives there and it's like that's a cool moment to have and like not everybody always like sends me a text with their speed or oh it worked you know i, I was able to work from home all day in the but it's just really rewarding when you get that and it's kind of like cool like not only did we yeah sure offer a service you know make some money like everyone's got to make money and and eat and have a job but we actually made this small maybe it was a small difference but we made this little difference in somebody's life and it was like that was kind of cool yeah man that's awesome i love it um let people know where they can find you instagram website if they're interested in you know getting that ripple effect and um the three rocks where can they find you? Uh, so they can find us uh, pretty much any social. Uh, we're always display your way. Uh, sadly, Instagram display your way was taken, so it's display your way underscore. I want to buy that from that person eventually. <laughs> um, or they can find us at displayyourway.ca. Uh, even if you just Google display your way on Google, we're, we're right there. Um, they can come through our website. They can chat with us on Instagram. We've got a Facebook. We've got a LinkedIn. Um, we don't have a TikTok yet, but we've pretty got most of the main socials there. Uh, you can always reach me too at 647-248-8005. I mean this, there are no dumb questions with Wi-Fi. I love taking calls and just helping people out with it, uh, or just going in and providing a free consultation for them. Um, but again, you could always call or text me. Sometimes people just call me and I'm able to help them right on the phone. Don't even need to go to their house or even charge them anything. Sometimes they're just like, oh, okay, cool. I'll try that. And then usually if I don't hear from them again, I know that it 
worked. So yeah, <laughs> nice. I love it. Well, Mike, thanks so much for your time. I, I really appreciate it. And I'm glad that like I got to hear a little bit of the story and like you know where you came from and what your your mission is and the vision and everything you got. I think like I already was a big fan of what you were doing and I all I utilized your service not for the Wi-Fi but for you know the home theater system and like that was top notch. So I only imagine the rest of what you're doing is top notch. And now having to hear the story and the passion and the mission behind it, I, I love it. So guys, if you are looking for any of those services. Mike's your guy. Reach out, contact him, and make sure you check out Display Your Way. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me on the podcast. <laughs>